Welcome to Relationships Turned On. I'm your host, Laura Press, marriage and relationship counsellor. I believe relationships can be fixed and you deserve to have a connected and loving relationship. I give you the tools, strategies and insights so you can have a world-class relationship. Welcome to another episode of Relationships Turned On. This is a very interesting and relevant topic we're diving into today, porn addiction and chatting to other men or women online. Now, this is something that I know is prevalent in today's society and is actually probably causing the demise of a lot of marriages and relationships and or conflict, right? Not necessarily the demise, but it's creating a lot of challenges, it's creating a lot of tension, it's creating a lot of stress and conflict. So before we dive into this, I just want to let you know, a quick disclaimer, this is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It should not be considered medical healthcare advice or mental healthcare advice of any kind. Okay, <laughs> so now that's out of the way, let's get into this. So I actually had this topic sent in via a listener. So thank you so much for sending this in. I really appreciate if anyone has any topics or anything specific they they would like me to touch on, I would more than happy for you to send it through. You can send it through at laura at laurapresscounseling.com.au. It's written below so you can find that information as well. Okay. So the question was really around a loss of spark due to porn addiction and shunning to other women online. Now, It's not the first time, (laughs) definitely not. I have heard this so many times in lots of sessions about boundaries being crossed via social media or the internet, okay? So I'm just going to get straight into some (laughs) nitty-gritty tips here. First one is healthy boundaries. Now, a lot of couples say, well, yeah, we're married or, yeah, we have this amazing relationship. Of course we have healthy boundaries, not necessarily. Over time, these can change and you need to renegotiate these boundaries or really state, this is my standard, this is my expectation, here we are. So in order to do that, I want to give you a couple of questions that you can put your relationship through these lenses. So what's the intent for your relationship? What is the outcome or how do you want to feel on a daily basis in your relationship? And so I'm being really clear with this one. If your intent for your relationship is to have an okay, mediocre relationship or marriage, then maybe your boundaries aren't as strong. (laughs) If your intent is to be wildly in love together till you die, you know, um, passionate, energetic and joyful every single day. I mean, obviously there's seasons of time where things are tricky sometimes, but you know, that's your overall intent. Then you would have stronger, healthy boundaries in place. Okay. Now I'm not telling you what they are because they're individual and different for every single couple. However, there are some common themes and there are some common things that I see couples do, which detracts from their relationship, which literally pulls back from their relationship. Number one is temptation. Do you put temptation in front of your way? So for example, if you're an alcoholic or you have a partner that's an alcoholic or you know someone that's an alcoholic, do you actively go around offering them alcohol? Do you? If you know someone is massively addicted to drugs, would you be going and going, oh, hey, look, you know, I just got this. You want to give it a whirl? You know, would you be doing that if you were a loving, kind person in that person's world? Would you? Is that what you would do to help and support them? 
Now, I want you to think of your relationship like that. We want to create what I like to call wraparound supports or supports and an environment in your relationship that helps it to thrive, okay? So, for example, if you know that you get on social media and you do things outside the boundaries of your relationship, why do you have social media, okay? Now, the next step is that is that perhaps you can have social media, but why do you have that insatiable need or that need to maybe look at things that you shouldn't be looking at or that's outside your boundaries of your relationship? Maybe it's chatting to men or women that we shouldn't be chatting to. Why do you have that need? Now, I'm going to be generalist here because obviously every person's situation is extremely unique and different, but some people have that need because they're looking to fill a void. There's some sort of hole, there's some sort of something there, and they're looking to fill a void. Now, that does not mean you as their partner is lacking in any way, shape, or form, okay? Often it's this illogical, intangible void that they themselves may not even be aware of, and it's that's not necessarily your fault, yeah? I mean, if you're not engaging in the relationship and you're completely distracted and you don't give, you know, you're not present and all those sorts of things, then of course, yes. But nine, I can see it like 99% of the time, it's this inside situation that's going on. And sometimes it's uh, numbing. Sometimes it's a zoning out to life and relationship. Like, and just, and it's just like, it's just easy, right? It's easy online. There's no conversation needed to have. There's no stress. There's no strain. Work's been hard. My day's been hard. So this is where I go. It's easy doesn't make it better, doesn't make it um, more relevant, doesn't mean it adds to your relationship, but it's easy. So I just want to give you that lens to look for through and also know that it's illogical. So sometimes you'll be approaching this and you'll be wanting to have those conversations. You'll be wanting to fix, fix the problem, right? Fix it. And I get that. However, you need to know that it's irrational and it's illogical and therefore, sometimes when you have these conversations, you'll get an irrational, illogical answer <laughs> because often in those times, the whole brain, what I call whole brain state, is not online. So you're operating often out of 50% of that brain and therefore having those conversations can prove very difficult at times. That's not to say they're not worthy. That's not to say you shouldn't try. But I just want to give you kind of a lens that when you do go and approach these conversations that you kind of know what may be happening happening to the other person, what they may be experiencing in their world. Because if you have that lens, then you can approach this with more empathy and understanding, which ultimately will get you a better result. Okay? So there is in society this quick, fast-paced, immediate pleasure situation where it gives you that dopamine hit or the serotonin and you sorry the dopamine hit and you feel good but you don't feel good long term right it's quick it's instant it's short-lived and it's definitely not fulfilling okay and so hence the loop of going back to it and going back to it and going back to it because we're still looking to fill that void we're still looking for something else so i want you to answer these questions what is it, what environment would you need to create a loving, kind relationship where you stay within those healthy boundaries? What environment would you need to create? Do you need um, technology free time? Do you need quality time together? Do you need clear boundaries around technology or social media? Do you need to remove them? 
Do you need to maybe add a different platform where you two can talk and, and discuss and share? Do you, like there's so many ways you can think about this and it does really depend on your lifestyle and what's going on for both of you because obviously sometimes people work and they can't not have their phone or they own their own business, they can't not have it. So you need to think about this in a bit of a creative way and brainstorm ideas together. That is usually the best solution because you come up with something that both of you are happy with. You do need to put your relationship as number one. There's no question. It should come above all else. Okay. So if your relationship is number one, then that means technology is definitely not number one. That means that it's you prioritize and it goes away for a time and you spend quality time in your relationship. Now, some people won't see the problem with being on social media or looking at different things. And that's when the conversation really needs to be had as to these are my, these are, these are honestly what I want our relationship to be like, to look like. This is the intent I have behind it, you know, to create a more loving and connected relationship. And I feel like this, you know, and I feel like this is subtracting dramatically from it. And maybe we could trial it, you know, even for 30 days, six weeks, eight weeks of what our life and relationship would look like without XYZ whether it's without porn, without social media, trial it. Sometimes this is a good like bridge. I always talk, talk about bridges all the time is that, you know, you're over here and this is where you start and then you want to get to where you want to go. And so you need to bridge that. And so how can you bridge that? Sometimes having a, a small challenge between you both bridges that. And I would say that if you're expecting a partner to do something, you should also be willing to do that too, whether that be give up something or change something, be in it together. It creates more of a team mentality, which is what you want. Yeah. Not one person, I guess, sacrificing and the other person not, or you can create your own individual things because usually every couple, you know, every person has something, some type of vice or some type of thing that they turn to when things get tough. Okay. So the claim in this situation that I was sent through was that they've lost the spark because they're looking at it outside the relationship. And I mean, just let's look at it in one other lens is the energy perspective here. If you're spending a lot of time talking to other people, a lot of time, you know, looking at porn, then how would you even have the bandwidth, the energy, nor the inclination to spend time in your relationship? So the intent and the focus and the energy is elsewhere. We want the intent and the focus and the energy to come back onto your relationship. This should be your number one priority. You want your marriage to work. You want your relationship to work. Where do you put your time, attention, and focus? There's that saying that is used time and time again, and it's because it's good, is that what you water grows, yeah? And so if you're over here tending to your garden, looking after it, weeding it, grow, you know, watering it, it's going to be a nice garden. If your garden is just over there and it's you barely look at it, you might pull a weed out here and there, but you it, basically you don't water it. It's like a desert, yeah? Same thing for your marriage. Focus, time, and attention where you're putting yours. So when you are putting this emphasis on people that are online, for starters, most of it's not real. Most of it's fake. A lot of people's profiles are fake. A lot of people's everything is fake, yeah? And that 
gives you a false sense of how your relationship should be. You believe it should be like sparkles and passionate and lit up and all the things all of the time and that's not real. Yeah, that's not life. It's it's not a stage show like you will see online. And even if you're in conversation with somebody, often they're, like I say, their pitch is wrong, their information's wrong, it's all staged. You know, there are so many people putting out information, putting out pictures and graphics, and you can doctor them and change them in an instant. You can look like you're on a, you know, a million-dollar yacht when, in fact, you're sitting in your lounge room and have never left and all gone anywhere, okay? So it's always about what do you really want here? And if this is an addiction, it's 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 which often that is, it's like, okay, well, what what do you get from this? Because you get something. So what do you get? And then can you get that from somewhere else? And then how can you change this? So I'm just also gonna throw it in there that often addiction does need professional help. It does need deeper addressing there can be a lot of nuances a lot of personalized things that go on with addictions and so getting professional help is a no-brainer it just gives you that outside perspective it gives you someone qualified to help you step through how to break that addiction okay so then having healthy boundaries with technology is essential so literally write them out don't think about them talk to each other together and write them out. Have them clear, have them somewhere and both agree on them. So don't put down anything you both don't agree, but really write it out. Now, technology can absolutely add to your relationship if you allow it. So sometimes it's useful to replace what was being done before. You know, maybe you need to be FaceTiming each other or sending each other cute pictures or messages. Like, There are so many ways that you can shift and change this for your relationship. And I think the most important thing to look at here is hope and to know that you're empowered. You can make a change here and so can your partner if they're willing. Okay. Now, the next part of this is societal norms. It's become extraordinarily normal and putting that inverted uh, quotation marks. (laughs) You can't see my hands, but it's become normal to engage in porn it's become normal to engage on social media and put up weird pictures and talk to all these weird people and not all of them are weird but you get my point it's become normal to see and do these things and it cannot not distort your reality (laughs) it absolutely does distort your reality it absolutely does distort the lens in which you're looking through So you need to redefine what normal is for your marriage, what normal is for your relationship. For some couples, that's okay and that's normal. And for other couples, it's definitely not. And I think you just need to take a common sense approach because if you're wanting your relationship to thrive, be passionate, have love, all of those things, then common sense potentially would dictate that if you're in a monogamous, healthy marriage, that you are not looking outside, that you are not looking at things on the internet, that you are looking towards each other, that you're turning towards each other and you're leaning in towards each other when things get tough. And I think that's a key point is that often we're leaning out, we're leaning out towards technology, we're leaning out towards other people on the internet and you need to be leaning in. You need to be leaning into one another, telling each other what's happening, being vulnerable, 
so what? Like show up scared, show up <laughs> sad, show up whatever. Like you need to be leaning into how you're truly feeling and not putting that facade and the mask on. You can say it's all great, it's all great, it's all great. But if we know behind closed doors, you know, you're doing those types of things, it's not all great or it's not all great with inside of you. And so mental health care first, where are you mentally, emotionally, physically as an individual and then as a couple, okay? Now, I just want to reiterate a couple of key points. Have a true discussion around your true intentions and your priorities for your relationship and how deep or amazing and authentically connected do you want it to be? With that lens, therefore, what healthy habits should you put in place? What healthy boundaries and standards and expectations should you put it in place? And sometimes you really need to communicate this through I feel and I think, you know, I am feeling this way when you look at this and explaining it and making sure it's clear and making sure they understand. If it's an addiction, seek additional support for sure. And sometimes even if it's not, it can just help stack and both of you can get the outside perspective, yeah, which is really, really useful. Also listen to the other person, listen to what they're thinking, listen to what they're saying so you can really understand what's going on for them because the more understanding you possess for one another, the better your relationship. So actively listen to one another. And then you can take steps to create solutions, all right? So collaborate on solutions together, create tech-free rituals, you know, maybe date nights without phones, all those types of things. You can do some digital detoxes. I'm just throwing about a whole bunch of ideas at you because some will land for you. Um, focus on quality time and fostering that. Focus on what you can be replacing those things with. Maybe it's more intimate time together instead of the technology, yeah? So think about how you can do that and think about how you can create, maybe it's that intimate time to be more engaging, more interesting, more enticing as a couple, yeah? Then lastly, seek professional help if you need it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please like, subscribe or comment below. I would really love to hear your thoughts on this. It's a very interesting, complex, involved topic. And I'm sure this won't be the last podcast. There'll be different takes on this. So again, please like, subscribe and comment below. Thank you for listening. 